It's time for another Fort Lee podcast. I am your host, Jefferson Wolf, and today's podcast is produced by Chad Menegay, who is keeping us all sounding great as you listen to us in the podcatosphere. This episode, we'll be discussing all the summer activities available from the Fort Lee Family, Morale, Welfare, and Recreation Office, including the Cardinal Golf Club opening to the public, the July 4th events, which are taking place on July 1st, and kayaking and lots of other things coming up during the summer months. And always, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever finer podcasts are found. Rate us, give us a five-star rating if you think we're doing a good job, and feel free to leave a review if you have any thoughts about things we can improve or things we're doing well. Reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook if you'd like, at Army Fort Lee with any suggestions. If you have any topics you'd like to see us talk about or hear us talk about or people you'd like to hear us interview, we're more than open to do that. So wherever you are at home, at work, in your car, please sit back and enjoy the latest episode of the Fort Lee podcast. Welcome back to the Fort Lee podcast. I'm joined now by Tom Green and Megan Green of Fort Lee Family and MWR. Tom is the Business and Recreation Division Chief. Megan is the Marketing Manager. Uh, first, I'm going to talk to Tom a little bit about an exciting development at the golf course. Welcome to the podcast, Tom. Thanks, Jefferson. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, tell me a little bit about the golf course being open to the public now. So over the last number of years, Army golf courses have gone through a process to get open to the public access or access to certain market segments of golfers. Fort Lee after 9-11 was opened uh, in 2002 to honorably discharged veterans as well as our normal DOD populations. Uh, just recently this year, we got approval to open to the general public, which was a long time coming, but it's gonna be really good for the golf course for the future. And what we've seen in this area is a lot of the golf courses have closed, so you're kind of hoping to attract people that don't have a close place to play anymore. Yeah, over the last, like I say, about 10 years, uh, we've seen three golf courses in the community close. First uh, was Rivers Bend Golf Course, and then Jordan Point Golf Course, and then most recently the Prince George Golf Course was closed uh, to become a real estate development. So those players, are looking for a place to play and Fort Lee steps into the ability to offer that. So um, if somebody who is not military doesn't have an ID card wants to come to Fort Lee to play golf, there is a process they have to follow. You can't just show up at the gate and say, hey, I'm here to play. Correct. You do have to go through the, the Department of Emergency Services vetting process through the Visitor Control Center. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty simple process. You can either go to the Fort Lee website or you can go to the visitor center directly. There's an application form that they fill out. That'll get anybody daily access uh, once they complete the vetting process. Uh, if someone becomes a regular player or a member, we have a way to have those passes extended for longer term so that it doesn't have to be done every single day by the player. Right, so you guys, so they can work with the clubhouse at the golf course and, and uh, not only to become a member, but also to get a longer term pass. Correct, the initial time they'll go through the VCC or through the online pass application process, but once they decide that they wanna be a more frequent player, we can get them longer time access. Right, and just to, just to be clear, since we're talking about it, what's the phone number at the golf course? 804-734-2899 is the pro shop phone. So if anybody has a question, they can call the pro shop and, and they'll, they'll get them squared away. Um, so 
we were just talking about the golf course going public. Tell me a little bit about what this does for you guys uh, on the golf course. How have you expanded already your um, customer base? Well, the golf course over the years, uh, we're seeing a reduction in retirees. People are serving, but they're not serving to the retiree status. Okay. And so we had the ability for people as veterans to play, but it wasn't really widely known. Mm -hmm. The fact that we're going to be open to the general public opens up more avenues for players uh, to generate revenue to maintain the operations. You know, the golf courses is a the golf course is a category C business. Okay. It doesn't get any taxpayer funding. Okay. It's fully funded by revenues. So we have to push those revenues to maintain the investment in the capital property to keep it the way it would want to be to play. And so, uh, so far, how many people have joined up now? I think you opened it up initially kind of by word of mouth in February and then going forward. But tell me a little bit about how that process has worked. Right. We got the official approval in February and we started... Uh, with just word of mouth advertising and and bringing people in to play golf. Right. Uh, we initially offered memberships starting in March to the non-public or to the non-DOD player. Right. We have around 50 so far. That's a really good start. Right. Um, we can always take some more because we do have capacity with our three courses for a number of people to play that aren't being utilized now. Right. You mentioned three courses at the Cardinal Golf Club. Tell me a little bit about the golf club and, and what it's like for the, what do the players see when they come out? Somebody who's never been here, what are they going to see? So the original golf course opened with nine holes in 1947. It's it pretty old then. That's, it is. It's yeah. one of the older ones uh, in the area. So it opened in 1947 with nine holes. About five years later, it was expanded to 18 holes. And the red and the white courses lived on for a long, long time until 2001 when we were fortunate enough to be able to open the blue course, which is a, a beautiful Alt-Clark layout. It's a modern design. The original 18 holes is much more of what we would call a Parkland style golf, traditional golf course. Okay. Uh, but the blue course is much more modern and very, very challenging for all levels of players. So, so the, what's the difference between the Parkland and the modern course other than being challenging? How is it more challenging? Traditional golf courses tend to be narrower fairways, okay. uh, tree-lined fairways that that are narrower compared to modern golf. Uh, as more people have come into the game over the decades, just in general, they realize that the accuracy and the consistency of the player uh, went down. Ah, okay. And so balls that fly offline yeah. need more space before they get into damaged territory. Okay. Yeah, somebody like me coming out there exactly. all over the course. Well, you can watch the U.S. <laughs> Open just this past week. Yeah. You'll have seen the U.S. Open and... You'll see the tour players hit balls offline too. So oh, wow. even the best players in the world tend to have it go sideways and a little more space gives it a little more safety. Are there any specific features, things that people would uh, come out to the golf course that they might not find on another golf course? Uh, not, not really. The golf course is mod, especially the blue course is very, very modern. Right. Um, and so it's going to look like the golf courses you would see on television. Okay. Uh, probably the biggest difference here is we have a number of holes that don't have any houses built around them, <laughs> which is unusual in today's golf yeah. market. Most golf courses that are built now are built recently, and even ones that are built previously have had real estate built up around them. I used to play on a golf course uh, in my hometown in Ohio that you had to tee off at one point over a quarry and then go to the, the, the hole was over the water hazard. So does the golf course have any unique features, something that makes it different and, you know, completely distinct from some other golf course? One of the unique features on the golf course is a World War I 
trench warfare training site. Oh, on the, wow. On the second hole on the blue golf course. Well, that's unusual. Yeah, it looks like a tree wooded ditch. Okay. But it's actually on the National Historic Registry for trench warfare training from World War One. So one question, is it in play or out of play? You play over it. Okay, you play over it. Okay, cool. The golf uh, club also has a restaurant and some other facilities. Tell me a little bit about those. If somebody comes out to play golf, they can also eat lunch or eat supper or whatever. Bird's Nest Snack Bar is open uh, most days uh, for lunch uh, and then sort of happy hour time. Okay. It closes before dinner. It doesn't offer a full dinner oh, service. Oh, okay. But it is open for lunch. And then on weekends and holidays, it's open for breakfast as well. Oh, wow. So breakfast and lunch basically is what a golfer might come out and, and have. So what are some of the other features at the Cardinal Golf Club? Well, we've got a, a full driving range. Oh, that's uh, cool. With okay. both natural grass and artificial turf tees. Uh, we've also got an area on the on the property that you can bring your own shag bag and practice. And then we actually have a three-hole course uh, kind of geared toward kids and families uh, to learn the game, but it is available for people to come out and practice on their own. has three greens, has some bunkers, uh, shorter holes, but it gives you an opportunity to practice and develop. Oh, that's cool. Do you guys have a pro to give lessons as well? We do. We have a PGA professional at the golf course, uh, and he does offer lessons. Okay, so anybody who wants to come out, whether they're on base or off base, follow the procedures if they're off base, you can take lessons and learn how to play in addition to just playing. Exactly. Okay, well, that's great. So one more time, go over the contact information. If somebody wants to join from the outside or even somebody from Fort Lee is interested in coming out and golfing after hearing this, uh, what do they need to do? Who do they need to get in contact with? So the main phone number for the golf course is 804-734-2899. That's right to the pro shop. In addition, that number, all the information about the golf course and all of the access information is on our website at lee.armymwr.com. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, next up we have Megan Green, the marketing manager. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Jefferson. Uh, regular, regular guest, friend of the program, I guess you might say. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about a laundry list of things that are coming up for MWR for the rest of the summer, more or less. And I would make one note, while the golf course is open to the public, all the programs Megan and I are going to talk about now are for uh, ID card holders only. Yes. So they're not open to the public, but for those people who are listening who have ID cards, you can take part in any of the MWR programs here in Fort Lee. Yeah, and I think that's actually a really good point to make, too, because often our Department of the Army or Department of Defense civilians mm -hmm. don't fully understand that they have access to all of our programs in and, addition to the active duty. Yeah, and that's going to say that also includes reservists and um, uh, retirees, too, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So first up, the big thing that you guys are planning for right now is the Independence Day celebration. So this, another example, this is not going to be open to the public as it had been in many years past. It's going to be more like last year where it's the Fort Lee community is going to be able to come out and enjoy the event. Yes, absolutely. So it'll be open to DOD ID card holders and their guests. Okay. And we're going to kick it off on the 1st of July. Okay. So it's a little different the past, this year and last year. We've done it on a non-4th of July date. Mm -hmm which we really think we get max participation from the community that way. And the first is Friday. Yes. So that makes it a little unique. You can kick off your July 4th weekend with the Fort Lee celebration. Absolutely. 
Yep, and this year we're, we added a little something a little different. So it's going to kick off actually at 1700 like it always does. Okay. But this year at 1630, we're going to open it up to our exceptional family member program. Okay. And the kids zone area will be exclusively for them during the first hour. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And the exceptional family member program, how many folks do you expect to come out for that event, that part of the event? You know, we're not quite sure since this okay. is our first one, but Fort Lee does have a number of EFMP families, so we're right. hoping that they utilize it. Okay, and so after that, what happens? After that, we'll have food and fun, and of course, have the end of the night, we'll have our fireworks show at about 9.35. Okay. Uh, one question, sometimes the traffic can get a little heavy. Where do people park? What's the good way to come in and out? Really, you can come in any way. I would just okay. try to park as close to Williams Stadium as you can. Okay. And then our great partners at uh, Emergency Services will help everyone get off the installation quickly. Right. And since it's a Friday, it's going to have a little more gate uh, accessibility on a Friday afternoon to get in than you'd have on a weekend, too. Yes, but it is a training holiday. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very good. Okay. Um, and so the, the fireworks are going to start, you said, at about 930? Yep. So the whole thing will wrap up maybe 10 or 10, 15, and then yep. people will be on their way. Yep, right at 10 o'clock, everyone starts to leave, and everyone departs pretty quickly. Now, before the fireworks start, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the food vendors you're going to have there. What kind of food are you going to have this year? Sure, so we've partnered with AFES, okay. and they are bringing in a lot of their food trucks that you see on the installation. And then we also have contracted additional ones. So okay. there will be some lines. So be prepared. Get right. there early to get right. your food. Yeah, I remember last year there were a lot of food trucks there and the lines were kind of long. But everybody got their food and had plenty of time to get over for the fireworks show. Yes, so. we've added some additional food trucks this year. So hopefully the lines oh, won't wow. be as bad. Okay, very good. Williams Stadium uh, starting at uh, 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. Friday, July 1st. Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is the kayaking on the Appomattox. You guys have had uh, some, some promotions of that. And that seems to be a popular program. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. It's definitely one of our most popular programs. About two times per month through August, we go out to the Appomattox. We bring everything you need. So we keep make it very easy for you that we will trailer the kayaks out to the Appomattox. And then we will guide you through the ride. That sounds uh, really great. Now, that this program is not brand new. You've been doing it for a while, too, yes, right? Yes, we've been doing this for a number of years. It is one of our more popular programs. Okay. So definitely people need to sign up early because we do sell out. And if somebody's interested in that, they can find more information on the on the Family and MWR website. But is there a phone number they can call? Yep, they can call 804-765-2212, and they'll be connected with our outdoor recreation team. Okay. That can either explain more or get them signed up. Okay, one more time on the number. 804-765-2212. Next up, we have sports camps. Looks like you've got basketball starting in the middle of July. We do. So we have an amazing youth sports team that has really worked hard to create additional programming. So these are actually brand new. So we will do July 11th through the 15th. We will do a basketball camp, and that's going to be from 9 a.m. to noon. And then we're going to do a strength conditioning camp the 18th through the 22nd of July. Great way, middle of the summer, get the kids out of the house and get them doing something. They get t-shirts and it's $40 per kid. Okay, that's good. Uh, who do you call for the youth sports camp? So anything that has to do with our child and youth program, right. always go through parent outreach services. Okay. And they can be reached at 804 765 3852. Okay, youth sports camp. Now, this is a little different. This is a sports camp, but it's the NFL Pro Camp. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yes, so our partners over at the commissary and AFES help the Fort Lee community win this program. Okay. So we've had it here before. Okay. Super excited again. It's a partnership with the 
National Football League, and we will have Jonathan Allen. Okay. He is part of the Commanders football team, and he'll be here on the 13th and 14th of July. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah, first day is in the morning, second day is in the afternoon. Okay. And um, they just have a great time. He goes out and does drills, runs the kids around. We can take 150 kids, okay. and it's completely free. Oh, wow, that's cool. So uh, what ages are those kids? That's anywhere from first grade to eighth grade. Okay, and I assume boys or girls? Absolutely. Okay, just to be clear. Um, and uh, if somebody wants to register for that, is that the same? Uh, give the number again. Just yep. Again, it's at Parent Outreach Services, 765-3852. And one other important note, too. We always want to make sure that we're being very inclusive of our entire population. Mm-hmm. So if anyone needs any special accommodations, if there's any children that need that for this program, we're more than willing to try to figure out how we can have everyone included. Okay, great. Now, we've been talking a little bit about sports. Never too early to start thinking about fall sports. What's coming up in the fall? Yeah, so even though we're not halfway through summer, we are already (laughs) planning the fall, and we like people to sign up early. So registration is open now through July 15th for soccer, cheerleading, and football. Okay, um, you you have a Tiny Tots soccer program this year. We do. So we got feedback, and we love listening to our community and adding programs. And people wanted things for those little little ones, okay. 18 months up to three years old. Oh, my heavens. So we are doing Tiny Tot Soccer. One little caveat is that we do require adult participation. Okay. So the parents have to be there with them, but it's a great uh, parent-child activity. That's cool. I did one like that for softball many years ago at a different military installation, yep. and it was really fun for me and my daughter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, And the, the season runs from... It'll be August 15th through September 23rd. Okay, and uh, register through July 15th, so we're getting a head start on that. Um, one other program that's, uh, two other programs that are kind of ongoing right now, the summer reading program is still going? It is. So tell me a little bit about the summer reading program. Yep, so the summer reading program is a Department of Defense initiative, so mm-hmm. every military base participates. And it the theme this year is Read Beyond the Beaten Path. Okay. So we take it a step further. So it's not just about reading. We actually do weekly events. Okay. Where we have um, people of all ages can come out. So we have things from toddlers all the way through adults to come do different activities and arts and crafts. And that's weekly. Okay. So one little thing is that it's not actually located in the library. Our summer reading program is actually located at Bunker Hall. Okay. Which is just on the other side of the ALU campus. And for information on that, I assume go to your website. Yep. Uh, could you give the website address real quick? Sure. It's lee.armymwr.com. Yeah, and, and uh, you have a .com for the family and MWR website as opposed to a .mil. It's worth we noting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other program that's going on, and this is uh, for soldiers and um, and civilians and, and people who are working on the bases, Right Arm Night, correct? Absolutely. So, yeah, Right Arm Night is a great Army tradition, promotes camaraderie and esprit de corps. Um, but today's version is a little different. Everyone's invited. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit about where it is. It's at, it's at the Lee Club, right? It is. So we host it on the Lee Club patio when the weather allows. Ah. So it's a nice way to get a little bit outdoors, too. And we have complimentary appetizers Okay. and good drink specials. And what's the goal of Right Arm Night? The goal of Right Arm Night is to take the person in the office that helps you the most yeah. and celebrate them and say thank you. Ah, okay. But really, it's just some laid-back time to get to know each other outside of the office. Okay. And that is how often? That's going to be monthly. It's on the fourth Wednesday of every month. Okay, at the Lee Club. Okay, thanks, Megan. I think we've wrapped up everything we really need to do today. We wanted to talk about. Um, one more time, though, how do people get in touch with Fort Lee family and MWR if they have any questions about what we talked about today? Sure. So we have a ton of ways to stay connected with family and MWR and get information. Our main number is 804 804- 
734-7195. So 734-7195. But we have a number of other ways too. So check out our website. It's lee.armymwr.com. So lee.armymwr.com. And then we encourage everyone to like us on Facebook. So occasionally we get free tickets and fun stuff to give away. We always do it through our Facebook page and Instagram as well. Okay. And then we encourage the whole community to download the Digital Garrison app. Ah, the Digital Garrison app. I I didn't ask about that, but uh, yeah, tell us about the Digital Garrison app. So Digital Garrison kind of pulls all the information you need from various people to include family and MWR, AFI's, public affairs, and we put it all together into one app. The great thing is you can go installation to installation, and the app can um, will give you information for the installation that you're at. Right. So if somebody's uh, here temporarily, they can reset for Fort Lee and get the information. And then when they go back to wherever they are, they can reset it for there. Absolutely. And not only does it give you great family and MWR events, but it also gives you gate hours, hours of operations, and turn-by-turn directions to all right. of our facilities. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. And uh, we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Okay, thank you. That is a wrap for this edition of the Fort Lee Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and please join us next time.